Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Um, I'm uh, really glad to be able to uh, share the word here this morning from, from the building. It's, uh, it's great to be able to do this live. And um, I want to talk this morning very simply about doing good. Um, if there's a title for my message, it's simply this, do-gooders, that we are called to be do-gooders. It's actually a bit of a derogatory term, isn't it? Oh, you're such a do-gooder or you're such a goody two-shoes, but actually we are called to, to do good. And I, I've been uh, enjoying the word that's come through over the last few months, but particularly uh, this month there's been for me a real theme that I'd like to sort of pick up and, um, and add to and maybe pull together a little bit this morning. You know, Lauren Shooter shared at the start of the, the month of August, and she did a great job. She talked about Jesus calming the storm. And she said that as believers, we're so blessed to have Jesus in our lives so that when we face storms and challenges, we have him. But there's a world around us that don't have him in their lives. And we are called to minister to those people, to reach out to those people, to love them, to listen to them, to pray for them and to say the name of Jesus. Bring him into their storm, into their situation so that he can bring peace into their lives. And she said one of the kindest things that we can do for others is to pray for them. Just a really wonderful, simple truth that, that Lauren shared, which was just brilliant. Thank you, Lauren. And then the week after, Stephen Russell talked about what I have and what I know. And he referred to the story of the feeding of the 5,000 in the Gospels, the story of that young boy with uh, the five loaves and two fish that brings to Jesus. Doesn't seem like much, but he gives it to Jesus. Jesus multiplies it and feeds a multitude with it. And he said, don't worry about what you have. It might seem small. It might seem insignificant, but just bring what you have. And say what you know. You may not know everything, but just declare what you do know. And as we do Jesus, God will, will move with that. He'll, he'll act with those things and he'll do great things. And he talked about us being blessed to be a blessing. Again, just blessing others, bringing peace into the storm, bringing what we have and declaring what we know into people's situations so that God can move in that place, in that life, in that situation. And then Sharon last Sunday talked about a sensational encounters how every encounter with Jesus when you read in the gospels was sensational all of the senses are are, are touched and impacted by these encounters with Jesus the people's eyes were literally open so they could see ears unstopped so people could hear the smell of the bread or the fish or that the, the bouquet of that wonderful red wine that Jesus made, the taste of those things and the fact that Jesus touched people, people who hadn't been touched for maybe decades because they were unclean, regarded as outcasts. Jesus laid his hands on them. They were touched. That Jesus is sensational, that the gospel we have is sensational and God is calling us as his church to bring his kingdom to bear, to be known in the earth, that people can experience and encounter God's power and God's love through us. And she did a wonderful job of taking us through the towns and villages and talking about what our communities will look like when the kingdom comes in such a sensational way. All of it is about us doing good. Yeah. And um, at the Sarah and I and the family, we've had a couple of weeks off uh, uh, from staying at home. But before that, I, I had an opportunity to share with the older youth. Hello, older youth. And uh, Russ and Rita asked if I would do that, and we, we chatted on Zoom. And I just wanted to talk to them then, right at the beginning of the month, about doing good. And uh, I was really impacted because of a story that I'd uh, watched, a documentary about the life of a, of a man called Danny Trejo. Now, he's maybe not a household name, but I think he probably is a household face. Danny Trejo. Could we put the picture of Danny Trejo up? Okay, so there's Danny. 
and um, you might recognize him. He's been in hundreds of films. And uh, I watched uh, the, a documentary about his life story. And he grew up in a really rough part of, of LA, just outside LA. Um, his uncle was a major influence in his life, somebody that he really looked, looked up to. His uncle was ex-military, he was a boxer, he was charismatic, um, and he actually taught Danny to box and to be able to look after himself. But also he was a drug dealer and he introduced Danny Trejo to heroin. And at the age of 12, Danny Trejo became a heroin addict, 12 years of age. And because of that, he got involved in petty crime and then he got involved in armed robbery and he would uh, hold up shops and restaurants and, and cafes, anywhere that he could get money from, and, and inevitably he was arrested. And, and everything about his life was going downhill. He went to prison. He spent the next 11 years in and out of Californian prisons, Folsom Prison, San Quentin Prison. And because he could box and look after himself, and he's tattooed, and he's muscular, and he looks mean, he was a hard man in these really hard places. And he said that he came to this understanding, this, this realization, this moment of clarity, how low he'd got when he was playing a game of dominoes with another, with another inmate and that inmate was attacked by others around him, very badly beaten up. And Danny Trejo said the only emotion that he felt in that moment was, was frustration and disappointment that he hadn't been able to play this really good set of dominoes that he had in his hand. So that was the only emotion that he felt. And as he reflected on that, he thought, how low have I got? How how much of a shell have I put around myself? Not long after that, there was a riot in the prison and he picked up a rock and he threw this rock and it hit one of the prison guards in the head and the, the guard was rushed to hospital. The, the riot was, was quelled and, and those who were deemed part of the, cause, uh, of the troublemaking group were put in isolation while they did an investigation. And the truth was this, if they'd have found that Danny Trejo had thrown the rock, he would have immediately been put in, on death row. It was the death sentence. If you injure a guard in prison, it's the death penalty, no matter why you're in prison in the first place. And so he's stewing, literally in isolation, reciting the Wizard of Oz, singing songs, trying to keep him, his, his mind going. And just before he came out of isolation, he said this, he made a deal with God. And he said to God in this lowest part of his life, this lowest ebb, he said, God, if you let me die with dignity, I'll say your name every day, and I'll do good to my fellow man whenever I can. I'll help my fellow man whenever I can. If you just let me die with dignity, that was all his prayer was, just let me die with dignity, and in, the, in between now and then, I will say your name every day, and I will help my fellow man whenever I can. He came out of isolation, and they, they couldn't pin anything on him or anyone else, and actually his sentence soon ended, and he came out of prison. He went straight to an AA meeting, he got himself clean, and then he just went back to the community where he'd grown up and caused such havoc, and he just started to help people. He gave people lifts, he mowed lawns, he painted fences, he took out the rubbish, he um, took groceries around to different people, he just did whatever he could, whatever good things he could find to do, he did it. And this went on for over a decade. And then finally, when, in, in helping people, it took him onto a Hollywood set. And while he was on this Hollywood set, it was uh, the set of a film called Runaway Train. It's a prison film about a boxer in prison. And the director spotted Danny Trejo and he was like, you're perfect, I want you as an extra. And he started to pay him to be an extra. And then he found out that Danny Trejo could box. And so he asked Danny to coach Eric Roberts, the star of the film in boxing, gave him more money. And that was the beginning of Danny Trejo's Phenomenal Hollywood career. He's been in hundreds of films, made a lot of money, but he spent his whole life staying in the community where he grew up because he just wants to bless the people in that place. Such a heartwarming story. 
And he said this, every good thing that has happened to me came from helping someone else. Every good thing that's ever happened to me came out of helping someone else. And, I, and as I watched that, I just felt God's pleasure in it because God loves it when good things happen because God is good. And, you know, we've been singing it today. You are good. Your love endures forever. Linda Blockley put that on the, on the chat. God, your faithful and your love endures forever. We've been singing it this morning. We declare it. And, and here's what I want to say. Four things. Firstly, goodness is rooted in God. God is the one who defines goodness because God is totally good. Now, the word, the word good is, can be translated in lots of different ways. But when we read in our Bible that the, the good that sort of sums up and describes what God is like, we find that right at the beginning of our Bibles in Genesis 1. When Genesis 1-4, God creates everything, light and dark. Day 1, his concluding word over the day is, it's good. That word is tob. Hebrew word tob. Say tob. Tob. It's quite a kind of word to say. And it means pleasant, pleasing, right, delightful, all of those things, the best it can be. God is good. He's pleasant. He's pleasing. He's delightful. He's, he's right in all of his ways. It's interesting that when Moses asks to see God in Exodus 33, God reveals to him, himself to Moses by saying, I will show you my goodness. You know, throughout our Bibles, this refrain comes time and again. Give thanks to the Lord. Let's say it together. For he is good. His faithful love endures forever. God is good. Even Jesus himself in the Gospels clearly makes this statement. He says, only God is good. In Mark 10, some, some people come and say, Lord, how do we inherit eternal life? Good teacher, they call him. Good teacher. He says, why do you call me good? Only God is good. And that word, that New Testament Greek word is the word agathos. means the same thing. It means pleasing, delightful, pleasant, morally right, born well, fruitful. God is good. And all goodness is rooted in God. There's, if there's no God, there's no goodness. But God is good. And God wants us to know his goodness and to express his goodness. And we can only do that when we are rooted in him. Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. Acts 10, 38. I'm going to put these verses up from Matthew 7 about goodness being rooted in God and then what happens for us when we're rooted in him. We're rooted in Christ. It says that in Colossians 2, 7 that we've been saved by him and we put our roots down into him to be strong and Jesus says this in Matthew 7, 17, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. I mean, this is deep stuff. But this is simply, this, this is the truth of it. If you're in Christ, then God has saved you. You're rooted in him and the fruit that is bound to come out are the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all of these things. He says, yes, you can identify a tree, verse 20, by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. How will people know that we belong to God? Because we're rooted in him and inevitably we produce goodness and good works. It's a sign of our maturity. It's a sign of our DNA. You know, there, there are things in me that have been input into me that are intrinsically part of me because they're in my DNA from my parents, that I, cannot, I can't remove them from me. They're just, they're just me. They make me me. They're part of me. And when we're born again, when we're new creations, there's part of us that where we receive this, this, this divine DNA that makes us just like him. 
that we are good, that we're good trees producing good fruit. You're a good tree and you're producing good fruit. That we're rooted in God. Goodness is rooted in God. And then secondly, that goodness is ready-made by God. Ephesians 1, verses 8 to 10 says this, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. If you're in Hot Rock, give me a wave, Hot Rockers. This is a, one of your verses that you've got to, uh, to look at today. And it says this about us, that we are God's masterpiece and that salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. We're not saved because we're good, but because we're saved, we are good and we do good. And in fact, not only are we good, but God has pre-prepared, pre-set, ready-made things, good works for us to do that he's prepared long ago. There are good works lying in wait for you today and tomorrow. Good, look, good works lying in wait for me to discover, to, 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 to speak to somebody kindly, to offer, as Lauren said, to pray for somebody, to just help someone, to serve someone, to be generous, to, to open our homes to someone, to, to just bless people. There's opportunities for us every day. I remember when I, uh, when I worked as a physiotherapist part-time and I worked for the church part-time, so it was a little while ago now, but I, I worked in a, a private clinic and um, <clears throat> one of the uh, patients that I had came in and, and as I treated him, he started to really share all of his woes and he was facing all sorts of challenges and, and difficulties. There was a lot of, there was a big storm in his life. And I just remember feeling a real compassion for him and, and I had to be careful how I did this in my professional capacity as a physiotherapist, but I felt I, I could offer to pray for him. So I said, would it be okay? I, I believe Jesus wants to help you. You know, God loves you. Can I pray for you? And he was like, yeah, that would be really nice. Thank you. So I, I just prayed a very simple prayer. And then I just felt the Holy Spirit prompt me to say, and ask him if, if you can pray for him tonight at to tonight's prayer meeting. So I said, look, I'm a Christian and I go to church, obviously, and I'm going to go to a prayer meeting tonight. Can I share your, um, what's going on with, with people in the prayer meeting so we can pray for you tonight as Christians? And he was like, oh, yeah, that, that's really kind. Thank you. So off I trotted and came to the prayer meeting. It was one of the rooms here upstairs. I think it was just, just by there. And uh, when I shared this man's story, uh, I think it was Stefan Ruig said, I think it's great that we pray for this man, but, but I also think it would be really good if we could take up an offering for him. So sure enough, we, have a, we do a whip round and we take up this, this financial offering for him. And that following week, I drove to his house. I had his address. I knew where he lived. And, um, and I delivered this, this gift from the church to him. And he was just blown away. And I, and I look at that and I just thought, God, thank you that there were, there were good works for us to do in that moment. Not just for me to offer to pray, although that might well have been enough, but actually that we prayed for him together and we met a need. Now, I don't know where he's at in his faith right now and his walk with God, but I believe this. A huge seed was sown into his life because there was a good work waiting for us to do in that moment. And I'm, and I'm so blessed that there are so many opportunities for us to help others and to bless others, ready-made. Goodness is rooted in God. Goodness is ready-made by God. And then I want to say this, goodness is rewarded by God. This is good news. In um, Matthew 6, verse 1, Jesus says, watch out. 
Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of... I'm just being really kind to this poor person. He's going to get a lot of money out of my pocket and bless him. So don't do that. I tell you the truth, they've received all the reward they'll ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private. Listen to this. And your father who sees everything will reward you. Our father sees everything. Sometimes that's used in a like, behave yourself because God sees everything. But actually, you know, God brings judgment, not only to the things that are wrong in our lives, but also to the things that are right. And there are good things that we have done, that God has seen, that maybe others haven't noticed. You know, there are times, aren't there, when we do something kind for somebody else and we feel a little bit upset that they've not thanked us or recognized. And I'm, I'm not promoting ingratitude. I believe wholeheartedly we should be grateful and, and express our thanks to one another. That's, that's also right. But you know what? Actually, sometimes I think when things are overlooked or missed by others, those are the times when we invest something into the eternal, a reward that God hasn't missed, that God has seen, and that God will bless that actually we have a reward for us in heaven. Good works are rewarded by God. Be glad if things aren't noticed sometimes because actually there's something special for us, I believe, awaiting for us. And anyway, it's never for our credit, is it? It's always for his glory. And that's the, the fourth thing. Good works, the good things that God wants us to do. Our doing good is all about revealing God. Galatians 6, verses 8 to 10 says... Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. The, the flesh, living for ourselves, living according to our own desires and appetites, that leads to death. But those who live to, to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in us. If we listen to him, if we're led by him, we'll inherit, we'll, we'll receive, we'll harvest everlasting life from him. So... Verse 9, let's not get tired of doing what is good. Do you know what that means to me? Sometimes it can be tiring to do good. But if we continue to do good at just the right time, it goes on to say, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. I want to encourage you, if you've been doing good, you've actively been serving, helping, supporting, praying, blessing, don't get tired, don't give up. Keep persevering because a harvest is coming. A harvest is coming. You're sowing into a harvest. The word says it here. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. You know, Danny Trejo said this. He said that he would say God's name every day and do all that he could to help his fellow man whenever the opportunity came. I want to encourage us to do that, to help whenever we can and to speak his name, not just in our own private time, but to speak his name when people say, why have you done this? Because God loves you. Why are you doing this? Because this is what Jesus did and I'm a follower of Jesus. This is what the church is here to do. It's to bless the world. I've, I've often said that to people. If you read about what Jesus did in the gospels, that what, that's what the church is here to do now. That's why we do what we do, because God loves you. We love you. Say his name every day. Do what you can for your fellow man whenever we have the opportunity. To who? To everyone that we can. 
You know, as we are able to be a little bit more free with our movements, as kids, as you go back to school or college, if you're now returning to work or you're getting out to the shops a bit more, you're getting back to your gym or to the coffee shops or, or, or out into the world a little bit more and there's a little bit more freedom to move, just look for those opportunities that have been lying in wait for you that God has prepared in advance to do good. And I just want to honour you as a church of all of the good things that you will do, but also that you have done. I want to honour you for your generosity and the offerings that we've received. The Acts 4.34 offerings that have been able to help the household of faith during a time of need. The offering that Kerry uh, asked us to take up just a few weeks ago for the poor and needy that we as a church gave so generally towards, as, 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 long, as well as many other churches. The way that we've been able to sow and look after our fellow uh, brothers and sisters over in Kenya over these last few months. Your generosity has been phenomenal. Thank you. You've been doing good. Don't get tired. Keep going. There's a harvest coming. Amen. I think about and, and the conversations that I have with people where there's been so much support for one another. I was giving somebody a lift the other day and she talked about how one family had taken her a meal across every week, every Sunday. Before they have their meal, they're taking a meal to her. Thank you. The way that Mumstop has continued to try and support people wherever it can. You know, we were able to help give a gift to a lady who was uh, in a house fire. We as a church have been able to bless that family. Thank you that the International Friendship Centre and International Life Groups continue to support people, that, um, that Janet has carried on with, with Pebbles in helping support um, young mums and um, mums that don't have much, much, much money at the moment with, with newborn babies. The, the Katie's carried on with things in the Father's Heart Youth Ranch, the, the Leicester Homeless Aid that's been going on, and, and all the many other things that I've not mentioned. Uh, thank you to those who supported us, to the, the, Sean and the Grey Goose who've been so generous in helping us to support the church family and the community around us. So many good things, and many, many more besides. Maybe I haven't mentioned them. Well, don't worry, you're going to be rewarded for them anyway. And if I have mentioned them, I still think you're going to get a reward. It's all right, I've not robbed you of it. You know, Louise Warren put in the chat this morning from 2 Corinthians 9.8, God is able uh, to make all grace abound to us so that in all things and at all times, in every way, we may abound in every good work. It comes from God. It's rooted in him. That's where we find it. If you want to do good, it's rooted, rooted in God. There are things ready made for you and I, for us to do this week. That as we do that, God rewards us and most importantly of all, as we do those things, God is revealed. Yeah. Uh, next Sunday, just to say, we're not going to have an online celebration. Um, it's the bank holiday weekend. And, and we'd just encourage you, and including myself in this, that we invite somebody to spend some time with over next weekend. On the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it doesn't matter. It's up to you. It doesn't have to just be one family or one person. It could be uh, lots of people if you like. But, but to look out for one another and to invite one another to meet for fellowship, um, to just hang out, to maybe pray together or break bread together in a socially uh, distanced, wise way, and, um, and maybe to eat together if that works as well. While the weather's still good, maybe we could meet out. Just to say that means two households only indoors in a home, um, up to six individuals from different households meeting outside or two households meeting outside. We really need to be wise and we need to honour what the government have said at this time. But we would love to see and hear about everybody getting in touch with at least one person or one family to meet up next weekend. So can I encourage you to do that? And in closing, I, I just want to say this as I read what the Hot Rockers are doing. Hot Rock, give me one more wave. There's a challenge for Hot Rock that I want to extend to us all. Okay, this is a Living Rock Church challenge. 
Over the next two weeks, the challenge is to see how many different good things we can do for family, in our schools, in our workplaces, in our communities and our neighbourhoods. As we go around doing good, remember each time that we do it that we're showing God's love in action. And that this is a powerful thing. Be ready to pray for someone or tell them about God's love for them if they ask you why you're doing it. Just that's our challenge. And I know we're doing it. I just want to encourage you again to, for us to do it with a real sense of intention and say, God, what good things have you got lined up for me today? I'm going to, in, going to go out into my day with an intention of knowing there are good works prepared for us in advance to do. Places you go, people you meet that I won't meet, places I won't go. But as you go there, you go full of the Holy Spirit and God will do great things through us Amen. in our communities and in the household of faith. So be really blessed. Um, invite people next week to meet up. Invite a, a, a person. If somebody can't make it, don't be offended. Just find someone else. And it'll be really great to fellowship together. I'm just going to close in prayer as we finish and conclude our time together. So Lord, I want to thank you for your goodness. Lord, we just declare together, you are good. Can I ask you to say that right now? You are good, God. You are good. And Lord, we thank you that we're rooted in you. And so Lord, we are good and we are fruitful. And Lord, we thank you for ready-made goodness that's waiting for us this week. Holy Spirit, make us attentive. Help us to notice all the things that you would like us to do, the things that you've prepared in advance for us to do this week. Lord, thank you for the rewards that we'll receive from doing those things. But Lord, in everything we pray that your love, your glory, your power, your majesty, that the name of Jesus would be revealed in us and through us as we are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening and joining us this morning. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.